Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Retro Podcast, where Josh and Adrian talk about whatever is on the tip of their tongues on marketing. So, Adrian, what do you have today? Yeah, so um, I literally drank the Kool-Aid this weekend, Josh. Um, I want to talk about marketing and just the genius of it. Obviously, we know we're marketers and we deal with marketing, but simple packaging and reframing and how easily it is to get swept away by it as a consumer and think and feel like it's a totally different experience than something that it actually is. So I'm going to tell you a little background story. So I've been trying to drink more water, right? Like it's just healthy. Um, The cost of diet sodas has like gone up a huge amount. It's really expensive. So I was like, okay, I don't want to buy the diet sodas anymore. I need something interesting though to drink and I want to drink more water. So I was looking at those little water refreshers things, right? Like they come in a small little to go pouch and you rip it open and you pour the powder in your drink and you stir it up and it flavors your water. And like it's the little single serve, little straw yeah. tube looking things, right? Yes, the little pouches. And so I got a lemonade one and then I got a grape flavored water refresher. And I was like, that sounds so good. This is going to be delicious. Um, got it with my grocery order, tried one, put it in my water, stirred it up. It was really rich, really grape flavored. Um, it wasn't like a hint of grape, you know, like a LaCroix will kind of be like, did someone scream grape in the other room? Like, no, it was, it was rich. Um, and I'm telling my friend about it. I'm like, this was so good. It was like this powder, grape flavored. I mixed it up in my, and then it dawned on me as I'm explaining to my friend what I did. I made Kool-Aid. That is what I made. I ended up <laughs> making Kool-Aid, grape flavored Kool-Aid and drank it. So they had me convinced that I was drinking some healthy water refresher, right? Like it's just a beautiful thing to add to your water. Um, When in reality, it was literally just Kool-Aid. I drank the Kool-Aid. And I probably paid, I know, 50% more than I would have had I just bought Kool-Aid, right? Like just gone and gotten the Kool-Aid. So that got me thinking about just the genius of repackaging and reframing a product and how easily consumers can just take it at your word. Like, yeah, it's a beautiful, healthy water refresher. It's not Kool-Aid. And so that was kind of where I was, what what my my initial thoughts were. And so I thought we could talk about that today. Yeah. I mean, even more interesting, I think, is the fact that you went to Kool-Aid as the pinnacle brand like the uh mm. you know kleenex or jello or all these other things where that sat in your brain as not even just going it's just powdered stuff yeah. <laughs> like the raw ingredients that you actually hopped to the kool-aid term and even funnier is i don't even know where the background of the the term drinking the kool-aid came from but you know someone someone started saying that and probably it probably came from some customers that just escalated mm-hmm. their brand that they're like, oh, crap, this is awesome. Like People just walk around saying, oh, you drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> and it may, might not be in the most positive connotation, right. but at the same time, it's like, oh, you, you bought into the brand, essentially. And you're talking about how you got, like, I wouldn't say swindled, but just in terms of, a, like, a, you know, just mind erased and said, oh, this is the thing, because you came from a different position. You came from healthy 
water, mm-hmm. but not from a, hey, kid, uh, you know, the Kool-Aid guy busting through a brick wall. That's And that not only that, but just like you said, as soon as I said Kool-Aid, the image in my brain was the water pitcher guy busting through the wall. Um, and that may date us. I don't know what kind of commercials Kool-Aid has now, but um, it, it, that is an intense brand. So that not only was I thinking, oh, gosh, I just made flavored water. I just made like a kid's drink. No, it was I made Kool-Aid. And as soon as I said Kool-Aid, pitcher busting through the wall was what was in my head. Did, did you hear the guy's voice too? Yeah. Well, what is it? What is he? Now I've, I mix that up with the Slim <laughs> guy. But what does he say? Do you know? I think it is just like, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, no, wait, that is the Slim Jim guy. But like, <laughs> there's, there's, I think they actually both say, oh, yeah. Like, Do I they? Think there's the ma- Macho Man Randy Savage that did the like Slim Jim, like that one. And yeah. I'm not going to embarrass myself Snap by trying to. Snap into a Slim Jim. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, just like, uh, but what's interesting is I had a, a tangential thought on this too, which is we are coming up on, you know, pumpkin spice everything season mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and and the fact that again that that has become a, a like its own meme now too yes. which is like people make fun of pumpkin spice the yeah. people that are so annoyed and it's over over marketed but then yet you know you get the beer you get the oh uh, my goodness you know, first yeah. there was a coffee latte that started there and it's a funny thing that that has become a brand of its own that no one has branded per se but then yet I don't I don't know what the actual materials are pumpkin spice, but I know there's actually no pumpkin in it. It's like cinnamon, cinnamon nutmeg, nutmeg, like it's like a like it's a combination of raw materials, like we were talking about with the drinks and the mm-hmm. you know sugar or sweetener and a flavor. <laughs> yeah. And and how that again has been packaged and now is its own like theme or or whatnot. Yeah. And the cinnamon like the pumpkin spice, it is I don't, I mean, it is rampant. Like as a middle-aged white woman, wherever I go from September to Thanksgiving, like they, the pumpkin spice is the flavor. It, it's what you should be buying. I mean, like cereals, chips, tortillas. I mean, just everything. Breads, everything is pumpkin spice. Um yeah, I agree. And it's interesting that there's not a brand. Like, I think of Starbucks. If I think, like, the PSLs, pumpkin spice lattes, they kind of started it, right? Like, all sure. Starbucks yep. could say they owned it, but they can't, uh, you know, like, monopolize and trademark a spice blend. At least I don't think you can. Maybe you can. Um, and it just infiltrated all of the things from there. And it is, it's, it's definitely rampant this time of year. Pumpkin spice lattes. Are you, let's just little side note outside of marketing. Are you a fan of the flavors of pumpkin spice itself? Uh, yeah. In general, I am. I would, I eat it all year round type of thing. I think my, my daughter at one point made up her own recipe of, of, I think she called it like pumpkin spice delight or something, but it was like cake mm. recipe and she kind of basically made her own cake recipe. And, um, Love that. and, uh, but, but it's something that, yeah. So I, I, I enjoy it. I don't know if it belongs in everything, Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So how That's about nice. you? I enjoy it only like 
around Thanksgiving. Like it really does feel like a thanks Thanksgiving flavor to me. Um, and not in everything either. Like I don't want pumpkin spice latte chips, but breads and cakes and pies and maybe a, a, a coffee syrup every once in a while. Sure. Like, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. But yeah, I think some of the beers can do them. Okay. Oh. Except I think some of the ones go way to where you're just like, you have like three sips and it's like, yeah. it's, it's a hint of it, but it's like, you might have three sips and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm done. I can't drink the rest of this. And I think s- those are the ones where it really kind of, for me, jumped the shark, right? Where it's like, yes. okay, you had the lattes, you had the cakes, you had that bakery and that type of thing. And then when it got into craft beers and there were a few that added a hint and it's like, okay, this is interesting. And then the ones that just went totally overboard and you're like, I, it was three sips was enough and I'm kind of done. Right. Me too. Especially with, yeah, the pumpkin spice latte beers when you have Oktoberfest, like when you've got a true good, like October flavor beer, but that kind of goes back to the repackaging and repurposing your stuff um, is it for everyone? Is it for every brand? Should it be something that every brand should participate in? I mean, I don't know how the pumpkin spice latte beer sales go. Like I, I would imagine if they continue to do it year after year that, you know, they're not making really stupid business decisions that it's doing well. Um, but if we are anecdotally the, the audience, it's, I wouldn't say it could do like, it can't be doing that. I don't know. Maybe it's doing great, but is it a good choice? I mean, it gives them a talking point, right? Like we talk about in marketing and promotions and different things. So you go back to, you know, the cringy marketing calendars of just like, Oh, it's this holiday. You've got to do Mm. a campaign around this. And at least that's, I feel like that's kind of gone away. Like the big ones obviously are, are still major holidays, but at the same time, now they've created like pumpkin spice season, essentially. Yeah. I do think it's annoying how it's probably starting now and we're talking in September and that was probably like, uh, or I think I might've even seen some of the beer ones in August, which is like, mm-hmm. no, no, dude, it's not, it's not, it's not even close to fall yet or it's closer, but not fall. Like has to at least feel like fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, so I, I feel like maybe it's just part of now their promotional cycles, right? So even if it is a Sam Adams or someone else, it's like a reason to do a commercial that is at least timely, right? Like it's relevant versus, okay, we have these 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 calendars. So it's sort of, you know, built around that, whether it's the inst- the item is actually profitable or not, right? It It does garner some attention during that season for the right people. Yeah, that's true. And that's very B2C. And I was just thinking through B2B. Is there any type of seasonal repackaging that we see in the B2B marketing space? Um, I'm not you know, sure. I, think- I mean, I I would just say offhand, like it usually goes with like, what are you trying to promote? So maybe there's things around specific conferences. If that's in your industry, there might be that's certain things like, yeah, kind of, kind of hitting the tailwinds of those. So you might have, it doesn't necessarily have to be a financial difference, but just, Hey, we're doing something extra different from a messaging perspective around this conference. Um, yeah. That was my first thought to conferences, especially cause we're in conference season right now. It feels like, Oh, you know, HubSpot has inbound 22. It doesn't even have or mm-hmm. inbound. It doesn't even have HubSpot's name in it, but we all know that inbound is, HubSpot's conference, um, and it becomes kind of a big deal, and it it's the, becomes the focus, I think, of a lot of their marketing for a while. 
um, seasonally. That's a great example. But that's a yeah. good example, actually thinking about, you know, we're talking about two conversations. We have like two dueling conversations here, which Kool-Aid brought to the table, which was like seasonality and packaging, you know, which we went down a little bit of a hole there. But then in addition to that, we have this, you know, Kool-Aid is a term regardless of, you know, there's probably kids on TikTok that don't even know what Kool-Aid actually is, right? Like yeah, they've heard yeah. the term, but not the that don't actually know the thing, right? Where yeah. inbound is a good example too, where, you know, HubSpot is synonymous with inbound, but yet we use it in our vernacular all the time, whether it's related to HubSpot or not. So similar to, you know, pumpkin spice um, yeah. and, uh, you know, those types of things that sort of transcended multiple brands, but likely got brought by by one championing it. Like you said, uh, Starbucks kind of brought that into play. So- yeah. Genius marketing. That's what that is, if you ask me. I mean, all of it comes down to that packaging, I think, like you mentioned early on. And I know I mentioned um, pumpkin spice, but then you're, there's also a variety of other ones. Chili beans, right? Like chili and beans, it just made it easier for people to pick those were the right beans versus seeing pinto and mm. beans and whatever else, right? Like the actual bean is not, I don't think is a chili bean. Same thing with like Taco seasoning is a conglomerate of seasonings, but if you're going to the store and you want the job to be done of making tacos, you're just looking for the taco seasoning packet versus, you know, 10 spice. Chili powder and cumin and garlic. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And that, I mean, I've even told my clients that like, they're like, well, you know, we created a piece and it looks like a blog post. And I'm like, well, it looks like a blog post right now. I haven't packaged it up yet. Like a white paper or an ebook, like give me a little bit of time and I'll add in some graphics and some design. And by the time we're finished, it's going to look like an ebook. And right. it's the same kind of concept, right? Like the content is there. Um, and it just really does that the packaging and the framing that you provide it in the marketing, the marketing that you offered in makes it what it is. It's very important. Yeah. It, it does make me think of another one that is like, again, raw materials, Packaging it together and then its actual delivery mechanism. And, you know, you talked about a couple of theirs throughout the actual content and the graphics and other things you're putting it together. And then, uh, you know, actually an, an ebook as a lead generator or some other things. But like cake is an interesting example as we're talking about food, like raw materials for cake. Um, yeah. There's prepackaged cake mixes, right? Like, and then there's the bakery that's actually going to make the cakes. And today having DoorDash and whatnot, I don't think there's ever, is there an actual, any like well-known like 1-800-Flowers of like cakes where just like, cakes get delivered to your house or to other Not friends? that I'm aware of off the top of my head. I'm surprised there's not like 1-800-Cakes or something. <laughs> I know there really should be somebody out there make up 1-800-CAKES, and I would buy one. I'd have one delivered to my house. Send us free samples. Right. <laughs> it is. It's just so – it's powerful the way that we package up a thing. And then I think that's just our brains, right? Like the way people buy and how you position and place a thing really does change the way we think about it, the way we see it. It becomes something – or it can become – something completely different. Like a water refresher, Kool-Aid can become a healthy water refresher. 
It blows mm-hmm. my mind. I can't like I literally as a marketer, I cannot believe I fell for that. Usually my kids will be like, Mom, this is great. And I'm like, y'all, that's marketing. This is what that is. But when I was in a buying mindset and I had a problem I wanted to solve, I was not thinking about all the potential opportunities, all of the other things and the ways that this could be marketing. I just right. wanted I just wanted really nice different water. I wanted different flavored water. Right. And if they tried to sell it to you to your emotions and your like needs and pain points, they wouldn't have if they said Kool-Aid but for adults, you probably would be like, no, that's unhealthy. That's like, yeah. <laughs> that's like the Kool-Aid man running through the thing, like giving a jolt of energy. It's not, it's not, that's not what I want. Right. Like right. They so had dye, to... sugar, that would have been the first thing that came to mind. Right. So it's interesting how, you know, yes, as, as marketers, as people that create marketing, you know, I don't know if we feel like the wool's been pulled over our eyes or anything like that, but just kind of like when it, it's sort of like, ooh, oh, that's like, respect that for right. actually, I, you know, fell for, not, I wouldn't say fall for it, but just like, I was totally blind to it and just was just in my own personal bubble of like, I've seen behind the matrix and the fact that I was just, just like followed along just like everybody else would. Um, I don't know, props to that. Yeah, absolutely. Respect. I mean, you can't, I can't be mad at it. And I still like it. It was still really good. It was actually a good drink. Um, I just kind of giggled that I thought I was getting something beyond Kool-Aid. Like now I can just go buy Kool-Aid and be okay that, yeah, I, li- I like Kool-Aid. Let's just admit right. it. Like, call it what you it is. You drank the Kool-Aid. It's all good. I drank the Kool-Aid and it's all right. <laughs> we'll be okay. Cool. Anything else to add? I think that's it. Yeah. And just marketing, you know, it's, it's, it'll, it's, it will never cease to amaze me. No, it's, it's definitely fun. You can see it everywhere. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye, Josh.